Hi, and welcome to Life Beyond Thinking. My name is Robert DePinto. I'm the author and creator of Life Beyond Thinking. This podcast, we're going to take a, a bit of an unusual step, and I'm actually uploading the first three units of a mindfulness course that I wrote a couple of years ago. And the next two or three podcasts will put up other units as well, so you get the full course. The whole course went over 14 episodes. Each episode, each unit went from five to 10 minutes each. So we're going to do different combinations, but I want to get this material out to you because the course of Life Beyond Thinking today has evolved. There's even more material, but this is a really good introduction to our point of view on mindfulness, our mind, life, and how we are now and the implications of that. You know, it looks at fear, shame, regret, the root cause of all our suffering, you know, and it takes a really unique approach. So in this particular podcast episode, what we're going to look at what I've uploaded is the introductory unit to this mindfulness course. It talks about me and life beyond thinking, why we're doing it, and the contents of the course broken down in a lot of detail. So if you listen to the contents, it's going to give you what's going to be in the next four or five podcast episodes. Um, and then in part one of or unit one of the mindfulness course, which is in this podcast, I talk about a story that I heard that I think is one of the most important stories I've ever heard. It's very short. It's about a tribe in Africa, and it's a real North Star for community, for our true inner highest self and our connectivity to everything. Um, highly, highly encouraged. If there's nothing else you get out of this podcast, suggest you just listen around for that. We talk about contempt prior to investigation, having an open mind, and investigating things. And then we actually look at the definition of mindfulness. What is it? And we actually take it a step further because in Life Beyond Thinking, we believe mindfulness alone is not enough. And then the next unit I upload, which is we start to look at how our minds are now, how our minds and our thoughts start to impact our life. So they're the three units that are in this podcast. The next podcast will have the next three and the one after that will have the next three until we've uploaded the whole mindfulness course. So thank you again for your time. Hope you get something out of this. If there are topics on mental health, mental wellness, you know, emotions, feelings, our triggers that you want covered in a subsequent podcast, please send us a note. Uh, you can leave a voice message, I believe, on Spotify and uh, or send us an email at contact at lifebeyondthinking.com. And if you do want to get an insight to the visuals, go to lifebeyondthinking.com. There is a free intro guide that you can download. All right, thanks very much and uh, enjoy. A visual guide to mindfulness by Life Beyond Thinking. Hi, my name is Robert DePinto. I'm the founder and author of Life Beyond Thinking. Welcome. I'm sharing this photo of me so you can put a face to the name and a face to the voice as I'll be taking you through this visual guide. The first part of, of the guide consists, consists of about 13 videos where we walk you through the visuals, giving you context and examples on each topic. We've tried to keep these videos as short as possible, anywhere from like five to 10 minutes, so they're easy and fast to digest. And you might like to grab a pen, paper, make notes as we go through it. Some of our customers like watching one video in the morning and letting sort of that circulate and sink in through the day. And so it's a good way to absorb all this work over a period of about two weeks. And then you can come back and revisit it, of course, at any point. 
And then the second part of the guide is where we give you all of the slides without the audio or the video. So you can come and simply skip through it or go straight to a point that you want to revisit. Or you can actually go end to end very quickly through the slides. Once you've got the audio, you'll understand what they're about. And the slides are actually pretty easy to understand by themselves. And I'd like to share a little bit about why, why this work came to exist. And, you know, for that, I'd like to share a bit about my background. I've been a lifelong seeker, a researcher and a creator. I've lived and worked all over the world and have had what many call a portfolio life, earning a mechanical engineering degree, becoming a professional yachtsman, including sailing across the Atlantic Ocean. I've headed regional corporate roles out of Asia Pacific for big multinationals. And as a technology startup founder and a product innovator, I've developed several world-first products that were at the leading edge of entirely new markets and entirely new industries. And despite all those experiences, all the travel, all the success, and certainly the failures and some very, very big failures, you know, the hundreds, maybe even thousands of hours of books, self-help, meditation, mantras, yogas, all the inspirational quotes, the life hacks and the coaching, I still felt like I was just treating symptoms, taking orders and just following things blindly. And after all that time and money, nothing really connected all the dots to give me a deeper understanding to why and how. And therefore, nothing brought me real calm and what I felt was true choice. And I felt I never had that full map, that full rule book of life that other people seem to have. So basically, I created Life Beyond Thinking out of necessity for myself and to help others. And it's taken several years of piecing it together as the dots connect to create this work. And there's much, much more than this presentation. Um, and it is anchored in very deep lived experience. And it connects science, spirituality, and philosophy into guides that are simple, visual, and fast. And the goal is to give you deeper understanding and to give you true choice so that you can set yourself free. So in this guide, we're going to cover a lot of material um, and all of it's not listed here. And if you have gone through the introductory guide, we're going to revisit most of that in a slightly different way and then expand on it even more. So what is mindfulness, how our minds are now, why we suffer, fear, anxiety, resentment, regret. We look at our disconnection and addictions and what that really means. We look at connection, worth, and what happens when our thinking gets really obsessive we touch on intolerance, anger, and love. We look at repeated patterns and root causes, which is really, really critical. And then we start to look at what thriving really looks like. And then on top of that, we introduce a new framework about the physics and flow of life and the incredible feedback system. And we've also got a 13th chapter in, which is a bit of a bonus around how we you know, frame things and some of the things that we've been told in society may not be quite right. So um, let's dive into it. And in this guide, we actually talk about, you know, life patterns of thinking, and we do bring up examples. We try to keep them really generic, but even though they are generic and they are simple, some of them and some of the reflecting we do might cause certain thoughts, patterns, and emotions to come up to the surface. So we want to emphasize a few things about this. And these are in our terms and conditions, and we just really felt it important that we mention them because it's for your protection and care and for ours. First of all, Life Beyond Thinking is not a medical service provider. We do not provide medical advice. 
We're not psychiatrists, psychologists, therapists, personal coaches or mentors. And we're not your personal psychologist, psychiatrist, therapist, coach or mentor. You are ultimately responsible for your own well-being and your own self-care. Any tips, techniques or suggestions are just that. They're suggestive only. You are responsible for your own actions. And we do not train other coaches or mental health or wellness professionals. So if you are a coach or a mental health or a wellness professional in the space and are here to gain training and insights, please do not proceed and email us for clarifications. There's really good reasons for it. And all the material and information that is presented is formally protected by intellectual property laws and copyright laws and may not be reproduced in part in derivation or derivation for any purpose without the explicit written permission of Robert DePinto, myself. So by entering the site, you've already agreed to these terms and conditions, and we just really wanted to highlight them because they're just very, very important. And there are links to the full terms and conditions when you entered the site, also on this platform and on the Life Beyond Thinking website, which can be found at lifebeyondthinking.com forward slash terms dash and dash conditions. If you cannot agree to these points and you cannot agree to our full terms and conditions for your protection and care in ours, please do not proceed. Email us for clarification and we can work it out. Okay, up next, we're going to dive into the work. The most important story I've ever heard, what is mindfulness and what is true choice? Unit one. Most important story, what is mindfulness and true choice? So I'd like to share now one of the most important stories that I've ever heard. And it's about a tribe in Africa. And in this tribe, when a woman becomes pregnant, she leaves the village and she goes out into nature by herself, into the savannah and into the bush. And when she's out there, she sings whatever song comes into her heart. And she sings that song over and over and over again. And after a period of time, she comes back into the village. And as she goes about her daily tasks through the term of her pregnancy, she sings that song to herself over and over and over again. And when the child is born, she takes the child. She holds it in her arms, looking at it and singing that song over and over and over again to the child. And every birthday, the whole village gathers around and they sing that song to the child over and over again as the child grows up. And one of the really unique things about this tribe is, you know, life can be hard. We're all human and we all make mistakes. We trip up and we can do bad things. So in this village, when someone falls off the rails, when they act out and become delinquent, there is no punishment, there are no prisons, and there's no retribution. What they do is they go out And they bring this person back into the village and everyone gathers around and they sing their song to them over and over and over again to remind them of who they truly are and their unique role in this universe. Because life can be hard. Even the small things can trip us up and we can find ourselves a little lost or very lost. And so we have to be that village for each other and to remind ourselves who we truly are and to get back onto our unique path. This is what Life Beyond Thinking is all about. It's recovering who we truly are and living that out in the world without fear, shame, or regret. And by doing that, we can automatically be that village for those around us 
and ourselves elevating everyone. Because at Life Beyond Thinking, we ultimately believe that our unique potential, our greatest gift and our biggest thank you to life is our true self. And it's trapped under our hurts, our stories and our secrets. And we believe that every hurt can be healed no matter what and every soul set free. And when we do that, we unlock our greatest creative potential and our greatest life. And that is what elevates us and it's what elevates the world around us. There are many ways up Mount Fuji. I love this saying. Um, I love this expression. And what it means for me is it's a reminder that everyone is climbing their mountain in their own unique journey. Everyone's got a different past, a different background. And it also reminds me that we can get very fixed on our way of doing things, convinced that our perspective is the only one and it's the right one and that any other way has got to be wrong. And it just denies the fact that other people have a unique journey. And it also blocks us from other possibilities and learning better ways. And, you know, we're all here viewing this guide for different reasons. Some of us are curious, some want knowledge, others are seeking high performance and peak performance to really leap ahead. And most of us probably just want our lives to be a little bit easier, a little bit smoother. But to get that change we desire, we have to be open to other possibilities, open to other ways to climb the mountain. Which leads me to this first principle and a very, very important one. There's a principle which is bar against all information, which is proof against all argument and which cannot fail to keep a man in everlasting ignorance. This principle is contempt prior to examination. The Reverend William H. Poole, 1879. So if we want real change, we have to be willing, willing to have an open mind willing to try new things and to take actions. Words without actions don't count for much. And most importantly, we have to be willing to be honest with ourselves. It's the absolute key to be honest with ourselves because without that, we just continue to lie to ourselves and we'll never get to the ultimate freedom that we desire. So my suggestion is to investigate for yourself, be honest with yourself, take what works and leave the rest. So what is mindfulness? We hear this term all over the place nowadays. So I'm going to start with, you know, there's many definitions and I'm going to start with the American Psychological Association's definition of mindful. And that is to help people avoid destructive or automatic habits and responses by learning to observe their thoughts, emotions and other present moment experiences without judging or reacting to them. And I like this one the most because it It's not just about awareness. This one actually gives us a bit of a target, the benefit of avoiding destructive habits and avoiding reacting to our thoughts. It's an extremely important dimension to it. However, for me, it doesn't go far enough because everyone's talking about mindful and we can be mindful, but now what? Now what do I do? Mindfulness needs a target. And so at Life Beyond Thinking, and from my point of view, you know, this is what mindfulness really is about. We definitely need the objective awareness so we're not in the middle of the mess. We can objectively look at what's going on and then to understand why. It was so very important for me to understand why things were the way they were, why the universe works the way it does. And then we've got to be, we've got to have some new options. You know, if we understand the old patterns that are not working, what are the new patterns that will work? So we need these new options and then we have true choice. So if we have true understanding of the full spectrum, 
of our options, we can truly choose. Do we want the old behavior or do we want the new behavior? Because we understand the absolute root of that behavior and the benefits or the, or the problems that it causes. So just to really recap, our greatest gift is our true self. It's buried under our hurts and fears. And we have to be willing to be honest with ourselves if we want to break free. And mindfulness needs a target. So at Life Beyond Thinking, we aim to give you that understanding, those new options, and therefore you have a choice and you can choose to navigate life how you want. So up next, we're going to look at how our minds are now. Unit two, how our minds are now. So how are we? Are we constantly distracted, always thinking about something or someone else, constantly checking messages in social media, multitasking at work with family or friends, can't meditate, can't sit still, always busy, always avoiding doing things, can't live without headphones, maybe we can't even leave the house without them? Have you got a thought you can't let go of? Is it about a person or an event in the past or a future situation? And you constantly recycle that thought and you just can't seem to let it go. So let's take a look at that. Let's see what it looks like. So here is the first and probably, you know, the fundamental framework that we're going to work with at the beginning. And that is, you know, the past is on the left, the future is on the right, and the present is right in the middle in a moment called now. And that is us right there in a moment called now where all of life happens. So certain thoughts distract us. They can take us into the past and leap us into the future. For example, when will I get that new bike, bag, phone, house, girlfriend, boyfriend? Then we think things are going to be okay. And other thoughts we have, what's on Snapchat, Instagram, Facebook, or I just need a bit more money, a new job, a new career. Then things will be okay. Then I'll be okay. I'll feel better. I'll be better. I'll have what I need to move forward. Because without these things, I can't move forward. I won't be enough. These thoughts pull us into the future, into an alternate reality. And equally in the past, you know, those idiots on the road. No one can drive as good as me. If only I was funnier, smarter, thinner, or cooler. Or I can't believe we broke up. I still just can't get past it. So all of these thoughts pull us into the past. So just reflect for a moment, how many thoughts do we have and what type of thoughts are they? You know, you can fill in the blanks here or you can actually spend a moment and reflect on the kind of thoughts that you have. Is it judgment about other people? Is it resentment about other people? Is it fantasy in the future? And do these two thoughts or these two questions really dominate your mind? What will they think and what will they say? If these things are running your life, they have damaged so many lives. They keep us from doing things. We're always hesitating, always doubting, making us second guess ourselves. And it turns us into a bit of a chameleon. I've got to make everyone happy, so I'll be this for them and I'll be that for someone else. It's a really, really dangerous framework to operate in. And we don't know what anyone will think. And we don't know what they will say or what they will do. And it's ultimately none of our business. And we get into that later on. But when we depend on what other people think and say and do for our own existence, 
it puts us in a corner and it puts us in a cage. And what about in the past? You know, I resent them for what they did to me. Or I'm still embarrassed and I'm angry and I'm frustrated. So these are pretty common, common thoughts about the past that pull us, pull us into that state. So let's deep dive on just one of those thoughts. So let's have a look at what actually that really does. That one thought pulls us out of the present moment. When I get that new bag, bike, phone, house, it just takes us out of that present moment and we really actually missed a slice of life. We're more there than here. Our attention gets split and that slice of life we can never get back. We actually missed a slice of life. Not just us, but we missed everything around us. So how much of life do we miss out on doing this? And equally, thoughts in the past. You know, I can't believe we just broke up or I can't believe we broke up. I can't get past it. That can anchor us in the past and it takes us out of the present. So what if we multiply those thoughts? Sometimes we can't let go of them. It's a pattern repeated and they become anchored and they become stuck. And you can see the metaphor of the arrowheads digging in to this layer of time and they get stuck in time. And we lose even more presence. Our ability to interact and connect and create is diminished. They pull us into the past and they pull us into the future. And it's not just missing a slice of what's going on. We also miss the chance to engage with life because life happens now. And we really dig into this later. So just today, how much time did we miss by not being present? How many minutes? How many hours today? What does that add up to over a lifetime? And it also brings me to an important point. In today's world, I feel we use words without really knowing their true meaning. I'm as guilty as anyone. And so I've started looking up words in three or four or five different dictionaries. And it's really, really interesting as you start to see different dimensions and angles on words and see how the meanings have been sort of misinterpreted or changed over time. And as I started doing this, you know, the several things came to light. And I touch on a few of these words throughout this course. And the first one is presence. You know, the state or fact of being present as with other people in a place. The ability to project a sense of ease, poise or self-assurance, especially the quality or manner of a person bearing before an audience. And this last one, the state or fact of existing, occurring or being present. I thought this one was particularly interesting a fact of existing. So if we're mentally not present, do we even exist in the now? In the eyes of others, do we actually exist? Because often we feel we're never seen or heard and we don't count, we don't have a voice and our energy doesn't carry. And it's interesting that because our energy is being directed somewhere else, it's bleeding into the future or the past with no benefit to us, we actually kind of don't exist. So does this happen to you? Just reflect on it for a moment. You know, these attachments to thoughts, we're distracted, we're not feeling seen or heard. So we do have an objective framework now to start to see what happens to our thoughts and what happens to ourselves when we have these thoughts. And overthinking will take us out of now. It takes us out of the present moment and we miss a slice of life. And presence starts in the mind. 
if we want to be seen, felt, and heard, we need to become present in the mind. And that will make us present in the moment. We'll start to introduce a couple of tips. So we start to have this mental framework now, this model that we can objectively look at. So use it to observe your thoughts and don't judge. And again, when we look up the word judge, I think often we mentally condemn ourselves. We act like judge, jury, and executioner. And when we judge ourselves, we're actually quite often putting ourselves in a corner forever and we can never get out of it. So if we just observe the thought and don't judge ourselves, it actually puts us in a better position to truly see and understand. But make no mistake, at some point we do have to judge and evaluate what's going on with our thoughts and our life because we have to make a decision. Do we want to live like that or do, do we want to change? But for now, it's just about objective awareness. And watch a thought come in and watch it go out. And what I mean by that is if you do have these obsessive thoughts, you know, in Buddhism, they talk a lot about one example they use is waves crashing on a beach or on some rocks. So just watch that thought come in, let it crash, let it do its thing, and just let it flow back out into the ocean and it will just disappear. With practice, we can actually not even bother picking up those thoughts, but right now we've probably got a lot. And if they come in, just let them go out. Just watch them go out. And up next, we're going to look at obsessive thinking and this concept of homelessness and homelessness in other people's lives. So there you have it. That's the introductory unit, unit one and unit two of the visual guide to mindfulness course. In the next podcast, we're going to up upload and connect the next three units. And those units are going to cover things such as our obsessive thinking. We're going to really dig into that, how we can become homeless in other people's lives. We actually talk a little bit about the definition of homelessness, which is not what most people think and, uh, and the root cause of homelessness. And in unit four, which we'll also upload in the next podcast, we'll really start to dig into the root cause of why we suffer. We'll look at fear, resentment, regret, and then we'll also dig into our triggers and where they come from and how our triggers are actually ours. They're for us to resolve. They're little guides for us. And then we'll also up you, upload unit five, which talks about disconnection, how we get disconnected from ourselves, our community, and we feel like we're on the outside looking in. And then we'll actually touch on how our addictions fill that void. We use our addictions to fill the gap, to fill the pain, and it all serves a purpose. So the core of Life Beyond Thinking is really to translate these battles of our mind and our life into clarity, understanding, and purpose, because everything does have purpose. And if we've got that, we can start to have true choice. We can start to have true agency. And that leads to freedom and an expanded consciousness and a new way of being. So thank you very much for your time. If uh, if you found this valuable, would love it if you refer it to your friends, send it on, recommend they subscribe. Hit subscribe yourself. Um, we've got a lot of guests coming. We've got a lot of content to upload that we've already recorded. And um, have a great day. And if you do want a topic covered, please send us a note. Have a great day and look forward to hearing from you soon and look forward to you joining us. Thank you.
Thank you.